0: Our 930 church service, we give out God all the praise and all the glory to everyone that's streaming, that's online. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Let us go in prayer right now. God, we thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy upon today, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord, for your mercy, Lord God, that you say your mercy is renewed every morning, Lord, and we thank you for that new mercies, Lord God. And Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory upon this day. And, Lord God, we ask you to bless the man of God as the word go forth. God, we bless our praise team, Father God, and we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And everyone else is doing the work of the ministry, Lord. We thank you. And, Lord, we can't do nothing without you, Lord, but we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, Lord. And, Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory today, Lord. Prepare our hearts for the word, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Join us.
1: All in. been just that good so if you're thankful today will you join us in worship that's your testimony. Will you help me today? Thank you, thank you. have you been my friend in my love In my life, I thank you, Lord, that you keep on keeping me. You keep on keeping me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
2: To me He has always God for every one of you. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's a good day to be blessed. We are grateful to our worship team what a good experience of worship this morning. We welcome all of our friends all over the world. Those of you are here locally live streaming with us. Those of you are all over the states and all over the nations, even our international audience, we are grateful for you joining us this morning. Amen. I want to call your attention to the book of First Samuel, chapter 17, verse 45. If you find it, let me encourage you to stand up in reference to the word of God. The book is for Samuel, chapter 17, verse number 45. The Bible said, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made it. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for new mercies. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the favor of God upon our life. Father, I pray... For this congregation, everyone under the sound of my voice, today by faith we decree and declare healing in our body. We bind every form of sicknesses, every form of disease. We cancel out every agenda of the enemy concerning us in the name of Jesus Christ. We apply the blood of Jesus. Over our families, over our loved ones, especially our children. And by faith this morning we decree and declare all is well. In our health, all is well. In our finance, all is well. In our marriage, all is well. In our family, all is well. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes before we take the Lord's supper this morning, what we call the Holy Communion. I just want to share some things with you on how you can face the giants in your life. I need to know how I can face the giant in my own life. When you get a chance, let me encourage you to read the entire book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. When you get home, read that whole chapter. Believe me when I tell you, you'll be blessed by the power of God. The story is very, very simple. It's a very, very familiar story. It's about how David fought with Goliath and David defeated Goliath. Am I right about it? Yes. But that word Goliath, we need to do an anatomy of that word. What are we talking about when we say Goliath? Ladies and gentlemen, that word Goliath don't necessarily just mean a person. A Goliath can be a situation, a problem, a dilemma. A dilemma will be something too big for you. Something bigger than me. And ladies and gentlemen, if you study the life of David, he faced many Goliaths than the one we read about in this passage. If you remember, one of the Goliaths of his own life was having to deal with the, the lady by the name Bathsheba. Any problem in our life is a form of Goliath. Another Goliath he had to deal with is when he had to deal with his own rebellious son, his own child, rebelled against him. What am I trying to tell you? Goliath can come in different forms. In fact, let me submit to you, you and I, we can identify with David because we face our own Goliath. Sometimes we are faced with problems in life. Am I right about it? Sometimes we are faced with difficulties. Sometimes we are confronted with issues on our job. Believe it or not, sometimes we are confronted with death. Goliath can come in various forms or fashion. In this particular passage, the Bible describes Goliath as a nine foot, six inches tall man. That's a real giant. That is every basketball coach's dream. When you have somebody that tall, he don't have to jump. He can dump the ball all day, all night. So that poses a challenge for the other team. So I want you to use your imagination to see what's going on here. And the Bible said this Goliath challenged the entire nation of Israel. This is the same people that God has promised that he's taking them to the promised land. So sometimes between your past and your future, you may have to deal with some Goliath. And these Goliaths comes in various shapes and sizes. For example, there are medical Goliaths. Did you know that? Sometimes there are what we call economic Goliaths. You find bills piling up on you. You have no clue how you're going to make ends meet. Sometimes there are career Goliath. Those of us who are in ministry, sometimes we deal with ministry Goliath. And believe it or not, there are people who are married. They have to deal with what we call marriage Goliath. So Goliath comes in various shapes and sizes. And please permit me to say to you and me this morning, when it comes to dealing with Goliath, there's no exceptions. All of us, at some point in our life or the other, we have to deal with Goliath. Some of us right now, we are facing Goliath. Some of us have dealt with some Goliaths in our lives. And some of us, we may have to confront Goliath in the future. So you need to learn, and I need to learn, how do you defeat the Goliaths in your life. How do I need to defeat Goliath in my life? I've had to, to deal with some Goliaths in my own life. Ain't no shame in my game. So the same wisdom that God gave me is what I'm trying to give you this morning before we take the Holy Communion. If I just ask you the simple question, how did David defeats Goliath. Many of you, you will say, oh, that's simple. He defeated Goliath with a slingshot and five stones. Well, that's a simple response. Now, as a pastor, as a theologian in the school of homeneutics, or what we call the science of preaching, you have to look a little deeper than five stones and a slingshot. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look a little deeper and you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, you will find some very important lessons that you and I need to, to learn to deal with our own Goliath. Number one, What I notice with David is his perspective about Goliath. In other words, how you see things matters. When you are facing your Goliath, how you see that Goliath will make you or break you. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I remember when Elizabeth and I were raising our children, uh, one of those girls was wearing contact lenses. And she was playing out there, and she lost one of her contact lenses. All right? And she was all over the place because she tried not to get in trouble with daddy. She looked all over the place for more than an hour, she could not find her contact lens. Eventually, they have to let me know what's going on. Even though I was perceived as the bad guy, they didn't want me to know. Eventually, I found out, so I rushed outside, and in less than three minutes, I found the contact lens. And my daughter was really amazed. She wanted to know, How did you find it so quickly? We've been searching the same place for more than an hour. And I have to remind her, you and Mama and all your siblings, you're looking for contact lens. But I was searching for $250. (laughs) What am I trying to tell you? How you perceive Your Goliath is very, very important. Are you still here this morning? We are looking for the same thing, but totally different perspective. My pocketbook drove me to search quickly and in a hurry. So the first thing you need to know when it comes to defeating your Goliath is your perception Of that monster. Many of you. You die even before the fight. Notice what David did. In this passage. He looked at that giant. The same giant. That everybody is scared about. Everybody is wetting their pants. Everybody is hiding. But when David saw that Goliath. He said this is an uncircumcised. Philistine. Your perception is very critical. If you think you're going to die, you're going to die. If you think you're going to leave, you're going to leave. Just because somebody died of cancer, that don't mean you're going to die of cancer. Can you all handle this truth? David sees that enemy as an uncircumcised. You know what it means? He's basically saying, this boy has never been to the doctor. As a Jewish boy, when you are born as a Jew on the eighth day, they take you to the doctor to be circumcised. And what that does, it puts you under the covenant of the God of Abraham. So he is looking at the problem. He said, no, I have an advantage over this fool. I am under a covenant. He is not. I am circumcised. He is not. So the first thing you need to do to defeat your enemy... Have a good perception of who the enemy is. Don't see the enemy as your equal, even though it will whoop you. The second thing that you need to know is this thing I call covenant. Because if you are under God's covenant, covenant is like having an umbrella during the raining days. I wish I can tell you sicknesses will not come. My own life is a living testimony. Three times I've beat death. Some of it you watch with your own eyes. But how you see yourself, how you perceive the enemy. Somebody said, I shall live and not die. That's in your Bible. The word of God say with long life, God will satisfy you and show you his salvation. You can bite on that. And then storm may come and winds may blow. But your perception, your belief will hold up In the middle of a storm. Are you still here? David defeated Goliath because he was fully persuaded that the enemy is looking at is an uncircumcised Philistine. Secondly, David knew he is a covenant man. He is under the umbrella of God. This fool in front of him is not. How can you lose when you are under God's covering? Isn't it true the Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty? Well, don't just quote it. Don't just read it. Don't just sing about it. Believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem, thank you, Holy Ghost. The problem with many of us is that when we are born again, we are part of the covenant of Almighty God. But the problem is that sometimes we have an umbrella, but we don't open it. I wish I can tell you it's not going to rain. I'll be lying to you. God never promised that there will be no raining days. But what he promised you and me is that when it rains, I got your back. In order for that umbrella, that covering to work, you got to open up that umbrella and you got to get under the umbrella. If you open up the umbrella but you're still standing outside the umbrella, you're going to get wet. Are you all still here? Let me make another point on how to defeat your Goliath. Notice in that story, if you read the whole chapters as I assign you, you will find out nine times David was making reference to God. Only two times did he ever mention Goliath. See, I'm a school teacher. I know the importance of ratio. Nine to two ratio. In other words, his focus was on God. If you want to defeat your Goliath, your focus must be on God. I think the problem with many of us Christians, we focus too much on the enemy. We focus too much on the problem. How you doing, sister, where the devil's been chasing me? I don't want to hear about the devil. Focus on God. I'll be honest with you. I came to this church about 24 years ago. That was one of the first battles I had to fight. They had a a, a program as a church. Nothing unique to our church. Many churches do it. They call it seek and shut in. And then somebody will get up. And then they'll be reading you names. Brother Julio, you going down. Sister Shasha, oh, his leg is bad. <laughs> I just could. It affects my spirit. Where is your focus in time of trouble? Even right now, I still mess with all the people that be sending text messages and sending emails. They want to tell you how many people is dying, how many people is drugged up, how many people going to jail, whose daughter is pregnant, whose marriage is your focus will kill you. Focus on God. The Bible says, looking unto who Jesus. That's right, Pastor. He is the author. He is the finisher of your faith. Don't get distracted, David. Don't waste so much energy talking about how tall the, the giant is, how big the giant is. He focus on God. Nine times he talk about God. So you're thinking during time of crisis, will make you or break you. I have a brother that's having some problem in his marriage, and every time he calls me, all he wants to talk about is what's wrong with his wife. It got so bad when I see his number, I don't pick up. When I get... Uh, what do you call it, mass text or group test? and all I'm hearing is this one is sick, this one is going down, I don't respond. You would never see me respond to that. God is a healer. Get it in your spirit. Get your focus right. Don't let religion consume you. Before you realize it, You'll be a part of a mess. You'll be broadcasting the devil's report. One of the things that is killing us in America is that all of our media focus on negative stuff. How many people dying? How many people going down? Oh, the hurricane is coming. Oh, the wind is blowing. Oh, the COVID is about to consume the whole town. It just goes on and on and on and on. The Bible says whose report you're going to believe? Am I still in the book? I don't know about you. I'm going to believe the reports of the Lord. In case you're making notes, because I'm kind of taking it easy today. The doctor said if you would just take it easy, you can go about your business. Amen. I'm talking about how you can defeat your Goliath. And I'm talking to you out of personal experience. Because I've had to face some Goliath in my life. And I say to you, the first thing is your perception. How you see that enemy. If you think the enemy is bigger than you, then you're in trouble already. The second thing is to recognize you are a covenant man. You are a covenant woman. You have a a covering from Almighty God. So it don't matter what comes, let the wind blow. When it's all over, you'll still be standing. One songwriter said, I've seen the lightning flashing. And I've heard thunder roll. I've seen Sin Breaker dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But in the midst of all that mess, he said, I heard the voice of Jesus. Telling me, keep marching, keep fighting, and he promised never to leave you alone. Am I helping somebody this morning? And the third thing I say to you is that watch your focus. Focus on God, not the problem. If you focus on the giant, you will fall. But if you focus on God, your giant will fall. Hallelujah. I believe I say that again. <laughs> Hallelujah. I receive. If you focus on the giant, you are going to fall before the giant. But if you focus on God, David said, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help don't come from no one. It comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. If your focus is on God, every giant in your life will fall down. Hallelujah. You miss a good place to shout Amen. <laughs> how do you defeat the giants in your life? Another thing we can learn from David is that the Bible say he took five smooth stones. Now if you're a theologian you read in the Bible they say that some theologians say that's because Goliath have four other brothers who are also giants. Amen. So he was ready for all of them. But please, let's do a little more thinking about these five stones. I believe the more I read that story, I see some stones that David has. In the spirit. Number one, he has what I would call the stone of the past. Okay, sir. What am I talking about? David said to, to King Saul, because everybody said, You're a punk, you can't do this. You're a little teenage boy, you don't stand a chance. But David referred back to his past. He said, I've had to deal with lions. The Lord brought me. Do I have a a witness in the house? Do you have a testimony in your life that you can look back and say, I was sick before? The Lord healed me. If He did it before, He can do it again. The stone of your past. David said, I had to confront big bears trying to eat up my sheep. And the Lord delivered me and my sheep. That same God that helped me before is still on the throne. Hallelujah. How do you defeat your, your giants? Look back over your life, see how he brought you. That's right, brother. Look back, recall, don't get consumed in the MOR and all the diagnoses and all the bad news. You ought to be able to look back over your life and say, wait a minute, is the same me. This is not the first time I got sick. The same God that healed me before is still on the throne. That's it. That's it. That's it will bring smile on your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, my children, I have to explain. I have to preach this to them, you know. To them, they thought I am just a stubborn person. And I have to call over. I say, children, let me help you. I am not stubborn. I respect all the science of this world. I say, I went to school. You all know that, don't you? I'm not some ignorama walking around. But I say, when I look back over my life and look at some things that could have happened, some things that should have happened, some things that almost happened, and I'm still here. Ah, ah, I said, I am fully persuaded that God is Jehovah Rapha. I'm not being stubborn. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripe, I am healed. I will go to my grave believing that. The stone of your past. Consult with your past victories. Another thing I will share with you, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell I'm having fun. There's something I will call the stone of prayer. See, there are five stones. The first one is the past. The second one is the stone of prayer. What am I talking about? Before you talk to the giants. Go on your knees and talk to God. You know how we're saying? Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him. All about your trouble. He will hear your faintest cry. He will answer by and by. A little talk with Jesus we we'll make it all right. The problem is we're too busy talking to the giants. The giant don't save you. The giant can heal you. The giant cannot deliver you. So I will say, take that stone of prayer. Before you talk to the giant, talk to God about it. Amen, somebody. Another stone that I see in those five stones is what I call the stone of priority. What is your priority? I believe one of the reasons why David won, one of the reasons why David defeated Goliath is because his priority was the name of the Lord. One thing that ticked him off is the fact that that man was standing there for 40 days talking bad about God of Israel. And David said, wait a minute. Who is this? I'm trying to look at modern English and I have to take a break because I don't want to mess with your religion. Some colorful word came to my mind. They will say, who is this fool? Messing with the name of God. Where does this idiot came from? Whenever you are confronting your Goliath, make sure your powerity your poverty is about heaven, it's about the kingdom of God, it's about souls, it's about doing the will of God. I'll be honest with you, you could not convince me that I would die when I was preaching the gospel and I fell down. There's no way. Now if you are somewhere out there in the casino. Or maybe you are at Mona somewhere. Getting your gruesome. Your priority is not God. It's about shaking your booty and having a good time. Where well, if the devil catch you, he'll kill you. But if your priority, if you're out there in the community trying to help somebody, if you're out there trying to make the world a better place, the devil may strike at you, but God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God said to the devil, You can do all you want to job, but you cannot touch his life. I'm trying to help somebody. This Bible is not really complicated. Make sure your priority. Like some of you, you are here today, you're working, you are, you're working as ushers, you're working the media, you're working the sound, some of you are singing, some of you are playing instruments, some of you are in the parking lot. You can't go down serving God. It's impossible. If your priority is of the kingdom of God, God's got your back. I'm trying to share with you how you defeat the devil. Another thing is what I call the stone of passion. Let me hurry up for the sake of time. I talked to you about the stone of the past. I talked to you about the stone of prayer. I talked to you about the stone of priority. Now I'm talking to you about the stone of passion. Passion. What are you talking about, brother pastor? The Bible said when it was time to fight, David ran towards the giant. Part of the reason why the devil is whooping you and me right and left is because we are running from the devil. Our passion should be to run towards the devil. Every police officer has been trained. You don't run away from the crime scene. You run towards it. Your passion. The Bible didn't say David. David kind of went round. David tiptoed to get to the devil. David was trying, don't, don't don't let them know I'm here. No, he was passionate, he ran towards the the giant. You see, part of my, my job is to train students for what we call criminal justice. Many of my students, they want to be police officers. Some of them wants to be border patrol officers. Some of them wants to work for FBI. Some of them wants to be lawyers and, and judges. And part of the training I give to them is that no, our true police don't run away from, from trouble. You run towards it. That's why we give you a gun. That's why we give you the weapons of your warfare. It's not cannon. It's mighty for the pulling down of strongholds we cannot defeat the giant because we are too busy running away from the giant. Let me say this in closing. The fifth stone is what I call the stone of persistence. Why did I say that? Because think about it. Why did he have five stones, not one? Why not two? See those of you who are gun owners, you know it's good to have a gun to defend yourself, however, it's your good if you can reload. Amen. 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 See those five stones, he only needs one to kill Goliath, but he he is ready, he's prepared to reload. Ladies and gentlemen, let me encourage you today. And I say this in conclusion, I'm going to invite our worship team to come back. But I will say to you, if you want to defeat your Goliath, make the first move. What did I say? This journey we call faith. Only work when you move. Remember Moses when he was leading the people of Israel and they got to the Red Sea? God said, hey Moses, stretch that rod in your hand. He has to first stretch the rod in his hand before the Red Sea could pass. Are you see still here? remember Joshua leading the people of God in that river Jordan the Bible said God told Joshua let the priests all those preachers let them step in the water first and then I'll show you what I'll do and when the priests who are carrying the ark of the covenant when they step in the water the water back off Take note, they have to move first. You remember the story of of Peter. Peter was fishing all night and caught nothing. Look at all my singers. Aren't they pretty? Amen. What's up, dog? Only in Zion Hill can you do that. Ladies and gentlemen, God said to Peter... Cast your neck on the other side. Guess who has to make that first move? Peter have to do what God said. If you don't cast your neck, you won't get a big catch. Remember when Lazarus was dead? Jesus showed up and said, Martha, tell the folks to roll the stone. He did not call Lazarus out until the people first rolled the stone. You know what I'm trying to tell you? You can defeat every giant in your life. But you have to learn these principles I'm teaching you. There's a difference between a rule book and a playbook. See, every team in the NBA, got the rule book. But when it comes to the playbook, that's reserved only to our team. You are on God's team. And he's telling you, if you move first, if you walk by faith and not by sight, then I will show you great and mighty things. I don't know when the enemy may come, But whenever he shows his ugly head, be ready to whoop him. Jesus, help me. Be ready to whoop him. I almost say it differently. But thank God for Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Open your mouth, shout amen again. Let me invite you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, Please make a decision to make him your Lord and your Savior. All these principles I'm sharing is from the playbook. That playbook is for the members of the team. Make sure you give your life to Jesus Christ. Serving the Lord pays. You never serve God and get stuck in the elevator of life. Make sure you make him your Lord and your Savior. Those of you who are not here, you're live streaming. If you're making such a decision today, there's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel. They are ready, waiting to pray with you and for you and to rejoice with you for the decision you're making. Also, let me invite all of you who are here. Please feel free to give for the work of the ministry. Learn to return your tithes and offering back to God. You can trust him. He said if you test him, you'll find out God is good. He said, test me and see. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, Upon you, upon your children, upon your household, that there will not be enough room for you to receive. Take advantage of that. On your way out, the ushers, they have some plates there. It's purely between you and the Lord. Give as the Lord prosper you. Those of you who are live streaming at home, you can partake of this also. Go to our website. And bless God. God just blessed our church with a brand new website. I'm so impressed by our media and all these precious people. They hook it up. Go to the website of the church. ZionHeal.com. There's a space for online giving. Very easy. And we will appreciate all your contribution. And we thank you for joining us this morning. Finally, let me invite you to join us as we take the Lord's communion. Amen. Maybe you're home. Maybe you may not have the elements. Just get you some bread or some crackers, some juice. Is the spirit behind it. Amen. 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 Come on, let's welcome our worship team one more time. Give them a hand. God bless you. will never lose his power.
1: From day to day It will never, 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 never lose
3: I pray that each and every one of us who wish to receive the communion today has been served as they wish. Amen. As we do, we come to remembrance of that night before Jesus was put to death, where he was in the upper room with his disciples. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come before you in humility And ask that you examine each one of us today. Reveal to us anything that is not pleasing to you. And we ask you, O Father God, for forgiveness. We know that we are your beloved children. And that we have received you with all of our hearts. As we take of this bread that represents your body and your life that was broken for us all we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us as we take this juice that represents the blood that your son Jesus shed on the cross we realize that you were the ultimate sacrifice of our sins because of your body was broken and your blood was shed for us the very chains of sin have been broken and we are free. For this we thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, for we give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. Amen. And at this time we do take of the bread. in the same manner we do take of the cup. This does conclude our praise and worship service and our communion. And now for the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his presence ever be among you this very day and through your week. May his light be a shining brightness upon your path. May you be blessed this very week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed and wonderful week, everyone.